Hi, and welcome to an episode of Connecting the Dots with me, your host, Cassie Hubert. This is the podcast where I talk about connecting those dots of our lives that sometimes seem like they are entirely placed at random from our love of Dungeons and Dragons to our passion for gardening to the way we parent to the next project we're going to work on to our general artistry and creativity and our relationships and to unpacking our own personal stories and our personal trauma layers and all the things and how it can feel like they are at random and yet actually those dots are not placed at random they are forming the beautiful picture that is our life and so today's episode I want to talk about personal growth in the hidden places now that sounds kind of slightly mystical and like in the hidden places and the secret place that's not what I mean but um but I've just noticed how much I can feel like if I am not showing my workings then the workings aren't happening And it's like, especially with our social media culture and the way everything is lived out loud, which is beautiful, I have been noticing how I can sometimes feel that unless I'm showing what I'm doing, there's nothing worth or valuable in what's happening. Or I just am not doing anything. And yet that's really not true. An example I was thinking about the other day is how I was in the top set for maths throughout my secondary school experience, although I struggled with maths. Not because maths and I are totally not friends, because we kind of are, but I was very slow at it. And yet I obviously wasn't so slow because I managed to get into the top set for what that was worth. But, you know, I was working at that pace and therefore I felt very slow compared to everybody else moving at a really fast pace. But so often we'd have a problem to solve. Or I'm thinking about when I was sort of doing my GCSE years, those kind of years especially, I would be um, working on a problem and I'd just go, oh, that's the answer. But then I didn't quite 100% know how I got there. So I'd go back and check over my workings and my process. And by the time I got my head around the official way of working it out, I would be behind. And eight to nine times out of 10, the answer I got when I finally got there and caught back up again was actually the right one that I'd come up with all along. But I slowed myself down by feeling like I had to show my workings. And so much of that showing your workings in maths is because you have to prove to the teacher or the examiner that you didn't just make up the answer, that they understand that you understood the process. Now, I can see how when you're assessing that, there is a sort of a value of that. Although I would argue if you get to the right place or the place that you want to go, And there is an understanding, but maybe you don't always understand how you understand it. Do you really need to always prove the whole process? Is the process always anybody else's business but yours? I know in exams with maths, or certainly it used to be, I don't know if it still is, but when I was doing maths exams, which to be fair was a very long time ago, um, you would get the marks if you got the answer right. But if you didn't show your workings, you wouldn't get as many marks. So you had to do that. And I think it was... I guess I guess just to prove that you knew what they told you how to do it, which, again, I have real issue with now. Anyway, I think it's like mind your own business. But that is how the process works. And then they're sure, I suppose, that you've just not pulled answers out of the air. But surely if you got there, you must have understood it anyway. You couldn't consistently get the answers right. But anyhow, I wasn't a maths whiz. And I want to make that really clear as well. It's not that I was just some super mathematician and I always got the answers right. And having to show my working slowed me down from being the next Einstein. That is not the case. However, I often had to distrust my instincts 
because I couldn't explain how I got there. Even though a huge percentage of the time, my instincts were dead on right. Now just think about that for a minute, because forget maths for the moment. Maths is slightly irrelevant, but it was just my example. How often with your creative life or your sense of where you want to go in a new job or an idea of what you want to do for the day, or I don't know, I'm trying to think of a good example now. You know, how often has your reason for just knowing that was right been invalidated by the fact that you couldn't show you're working? Because you couldn't adequately explain why you wanted to do it. Even though every part of you knew it felt right and had you taken that choice, or sometimes when you do, you're like, yeah, that was 100% right. No idea what that was about. And then years later or months later or partway down the road in your process, you suddenly go, that's why. I knew I had a good reason for it. Or so often, something I've been deep diving into and finding fascinating is trauma and relationships and the body and I am nowhere an expert. I've read quite a lot and I'm finding it really fascinating, but I certainly can't talk loads about it yet because I haven't, you know, fully understood it sufficiently to teach it. But understanding that the reason I wanted to hole up and do something or rock or cry or physically do something and then finding out later, you know, when I was in pain then finding out later because actually part of the trauma process to process something out is to do that. You're like, oh, that's why I wanted to do that. And I'm not always talking about big T trauma. I know Andy Kolber in her wonderful book, Try Softer, talks about small T trauma, you know, little things, a bit like having lots of paper cuts. And then, you know, they're just a paper cut, but they flipping hurt. But then you look around and your hand has been covered in paper cuts. It's a whole bunch of small T trauma that has a massive effect potentially on the health of your hand. That's again a paraphrase. And in my words, not in hers, but it's brilliant because so often we go, oh, it's just a small thing. Don't worry about it. It sounds dramatic to call it this. Um, but I've been understanding that actually some of the things that I've processed over my life and where I've needed to do something and yet I can't articulate why and it feels like nothing's happening or I'm doing it all wrong or I'm indulging. And then later on, I found out some scientific, physical, physiological reason as to why I've got there. It's like, ah, I feel slightly vindicated. I think so often with our creative process and our personal growth process, we don't know in the moment what is happening we just know when we are getting better at tuning into ourselves that this really is a right choice or it's what we really need you know like before you've got a cold fully come in and you're just feeling that tired feeling i just want to sleep i don't want to go out for a walk but it's a lovely day it's beautiful fresh air i felt like this yesterday you may be able to hear in my voice and probably in most of the podcast this season we have had a whole run of colds and sickness bugs and it's been very frustrating and boring in my house but at the same time i'm not feeling well so okay i will just be kind to myself in the process but yesterday was an absolutely glorious day it was sunny slightly milder the kind of day where you get the hint that oh spring's here spring is going to be around the corner soon and yet we're only in february so at least at the point of recording we're only in february and therefore it's not finished being winter yet or as i recently read from i think it was kurt vonnegut wrote about six seasons and i think he was talking about a particular place in america but i still think it's relevant he talks about six seasons spring summer autumn locking winter 
unlocking. And I think that's quite useful because so often it feels like springs on its way, but that it's all miserable and for a while, certainly here in the UK where I am. And then it really kicks into spring proper. And it's like the locking after autumn that's lovely, but not quite in winter. It's locking up and then the unlocking where it's still kind of crunchy and funny weather. But we're in a lovely day that felt very springy, even though I think we're in unlocking. And... Um, I could have gone out for a walk. I notice how much my body values being able to move and getting out in fresh air. And I have done a bit of walking in the last couple of days. And yet I'm full of this sort of mm, coldy feeling. And I spent the whole day Minecrafting. It's a holiday day and my husband was home and the kids were there. And it was, you know, we shared the load of people being fed when they needed to be. It was very chilled. Although a lot of my days can look like that sometimes. Although I don't usually get a whole day to Minecraft. But it was fun. And I had a great time. And actually... I couldn't have articulated why, except I've got this cold and I needed to rest. And so just because that was seemingly the more obvious or the, in quotes, better choice to go out and have a good walk in the fresh air. Actually, sometimes I've done that when I've pushed myself and gone out for a walk, when everything in me wants to hole up and I felt worse for it, emotionally worse for it sometimes, and sometimes physically because I'm more worn out. When actually I couldn't have told you why I really needed to hole up, but maybe I was about to get a cold or about to come on my period or I don't know my body just knew what it needed how often do we feel like we can't give ourselves what we're wanting in that moment because it doesn't sit right or we can't give ourselves an adequate explanation or give it to somebody else as to why we want to do that and then we don't and then maybe later we realize oh yeah that would have been exactly the right answer I think with our growth as well it can feel like nothing's happening and we can't show our workings as to why we are in this place emotionally, physically, mentally. But that doesn't mean that we don't need to be here. It also doesn't mean that nothing's happening below the surface. The workings are still working even if you can't show them. And so often great leaps happen after seemingly nothing happens. I think we've all been sold this I would say lie, that learning happens one step after the next step after the next step after the next step in a nice linear fashion. And then we have arrived wherever that particular point of arrival was intended. And let's be honest, we've never arrived because there's always more learning to do. But we've been sold this idea that it must be one step after another after another. And then that's evidence of growth. You know, in schools, they do that for kids. It's like you learn this bit and then you learn the next bit. And then you're going, well, I'm showing you the stepping stones. It's partly to demonstrate what you've been teaching your kids for the last however long. But it's like, it doesn't mean that's actually how they're learning it. And I think I watch my children who aren't in the school system and it's interesting watching them because they don't have that and nothing happens for a while. And then suddenly massive leaps happen, sometimes seemingly with no obvious link you're like how did you get there you know suddenly without having ever practiced handwriting their ability to write is much more amazing it's just suddenly it's all come together they've had a bit of a practice and then it's there my daughter with reading took ages to really learn how to read and we did some of the programs and did some phonicky stuff and you know but she wasn't that bothered she loved the stories she could do the head stuff she could make sense of what was going on but she couldn't do the decoding and yet about a year ago, much older than I think would have been expected in a school setting, she clicked. And over the last year, she's just been reading loads. And it's just like anything, you, your vocabulary increases and, and what you can decipher increases. And, you know, she had a massive vocabulary anyway, but now she just knows what some of that looks like. And it's been really interesting. And I wouldn't say she's massively far behind her peers, if at all. 
but she just did it in about a year and a bit suddenly. My mum always used to swear by sleeping on things. And I think I've mentioned in a previous podcast how she would have ideas and sleep on them. And then suddenly she'd get stuck. And then that resting, putting it on the back burner, would bring an idea up. She'd often get them in dreams. But the age old thing of just sleep on it. You get to a point when you're trying to worry at something or make something work and it's not happening. Just let it go. Rest. Let go of it. And then suddenly you can do it the next day or the next week or the next month. And I think we can feel like what's going on in the dark and the unseen is nothing. And because we can't see it, we must not be doing anything. Therefore, we must not be valuable. Therefore, our work is going to suffer because we are wasting our time. And yet when you think of a seed in the ground, so much happens from the point when the seed cracks open and begins to put down teeny tiny roots and germinate and do all the things it does long before you see the tree. Even then when the first shoots appear, you're like, well, it's not very much, is it? But it's been doing all that work in the unseen, in the dark, in the quiet, out of sight. And I think with our creativity and our creative work, I have not been regularly acting for years, and I miss that. What has surprised and delighted me is on the few occasions when I've been able to do a short film or do something, all that working of being a human and a parent and an alive person and all my reading and my growing and my personal understanding and all of that stuff, it's all been there for me as transferable skills when I've then come to do the performance work. And what's been very reassuring, having not been regularly in work like this, is that not only am I not rubbish, which is deeply encouraging, but actually I have progressed even though I haven't been working at the performing for ages. And, you know, there's vocal warm-ups and things that strengthen my physical ability to do the job 100%. Like, you know, I wouldn't try and run a marathon having not run for eight months. Not that I'm ever going to do that anyway or unlikely, but I'm not a runner, so that's not my field of expertise. But, of course, you need to build your body strength but the ability to navigate the process you might find has come on while it's been doing some quiet work in the background. And actually the deepest work is often the work that goes unseen. It's the deepest work that shifts and changes us and allows for real growth and development that doesn't happen very well in front of an audience. It's much better done in secret and often out of our own sight. But I just want to reassure you that it is happening. Whatever you are doing, if you are being attentive to your heart, to your creativity, to your body, to your mind, even just by allowing yourself to connect and be present with yourself and leaning into, okay, what do I really want? What am I drawn to? What is going on here? You will find that you are doing work. And just as rest is at work, so is action. So is thinking. Trust the process that just because it's done out of sight doesn't mean it isn't happening and certainly does not determine its value. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really hope this episode has blessed you and given you some food for thought. And if this podcast generally has been something that you've been enjoying or has inspired you, please share it with a friend, somebody who might also get something out of it. And also, would you consider leaving a review? Now, 
If you are listening on a platform that doesn't have a reviewing system, would you consider going over to Apple Podcasts and leaving me a review there? Because that seems to be very visible to lots of people. It helps other people to find the podcast and enables me to get this kind of connecting the dots work out to more people who might just need the encouragement like I do that all these dots, despite appearances, really are not placed at random and that I am growing and making the beautiful picture of my life despite what is obvious on the outside. Have a great week. God bless.